And so now you always want to jump the person that's talking. You better jump the one that's hearing because the hearing has everything to do with the communication process than the speaking. Come on, talk to me. Man, I know y'all was going to get a marriage lesson today. But that's all right, you need it. Go, let's go to the next one. So I what? Eyes, ears, and your mouth. All right? So now things get into me through my eyes. They come into me through my ears. And they also come into me through my mouth. Got it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. What are you saying all the time? See, if you've been challenged, you've been hurt, you've been bruised, and if you sit there and talk about how you've been hurt, challenged, and bruised, guess, what's going, guess what you're going to have faith for? Hurt, challenges, and bruises. Why wow, they hurt me. I am so hurt. I am so disgusted. I am so mad. I am so angry. I just can't stand them. They get on my nerves. They make me sick. I tell you what, you just get away from me. I can't stand you. All those things. What's happening? Faith's coming. Faith's coming. Now you have faith for uh, all those things you've been saying because you haven't controlled your mouth. Proverbs 6 says you are taken by your mouth, by the words of your mouth. You are snared by the words of your mouth. And so you got to begin to listen to yourself. What, what you're allowing to come out of your mouth? What you're allowing to come out of your mouth? Because, see, you can kill someone's character. You can kill someone's, uh, kill someone in your life by just your words. I can prove it to you by Bible. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you speak death over, you kill. Whatever, whether they're living physically or not, you've killed them in your life. I'll never get along. We can't talk. So now you have caused death in the area of communication. And if there's death in the area of communication, there's going to be a separation of relationship. Because the only way that relationship can stay together is through communication. Come on, talk to me. And so you're killing the relationship by your word. Amen. Why are you not using that same energy and saying, we, 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 we can talk. We can, we can find a place to agree. We have good communication. I enjoy talking to him or her. Why can't you say that? I know your answer because that's not true. That's what you're saying, because that's not true. I don't like talking to him. Well, because you, <laughs> you don't like talking to him because of what you've been saying. You've been saying how you don't like talking to him. That's why you don't like talking to him. Why don't we change it and go a different direction with this thing? Come on, talk to me, class. These are just some practical things. These are some things staying away from some things that have a propensity to have some viruses attached to them. Got it? So if I'm washing my eyes, keeping my eyes straight, then I, then I can eliminate those areas that has potential infection, infection. If I can wash my ears, I can eliminate some of those areas that has potential infection. If I wash my mouth, I can eliminate some areas that, can, that has a potential for some infection. Are y'all hearing this? So the Bible says that I'm supposed to put faith on my mouth. He who has the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we what? Speak. I believe, therefore what? I speak. Got it? So we speak when we believe, or we speak what we believe. So do you believe you're healed or not? Based on what you're speaking. Amen? Some of us are still talking about hurts 20 years old. Why is it still living? Because you're still giving it life. Still giving it life. Still giving it life. One of the quickest ways that I've found to get rid of problems and challenges and hurt, just simply stop talking about it. Why you got to keep rehearsing it? That's why we help couples. And um, 
not to have keep lists. And wives are more prone to this. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> Bless your wives. But wives are more prone to it. They 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 hardly ever forget. You did something in 1973. <laughs> you in 2012. You've been married 40 years. You know we was we was only married six months, and in 1973. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Like, why are you still holding on to something from 1973? Why is it still living? It's living because you're talking about it. And you're going, just wait a minute, just wait a minute, oh, just wait a minute. What did I do wrong? Just wait a minute. I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. Just wait a minute, just wait a minute. And pull out that list, boy, you got 17 things what they did wrong. And all of them like 5, 7, 10, 13 years old. Like, what, okay, what have I done wrong in the last 30 days? Come on, let's come recent, man. 30 days. Give me 30 days. Can you give me 30 days, Craig? What have I done wrong in 30 days? I can't think of them right now, but uh, six months ago you did. What, what, why, why is it still living? We're talking about it. If you're over it, get over it. Stop resurrecting it with your mouth. Let's kill it. Let's get it. I'm over it. I'm healed. I'm done with it. Let's move on. Amen, somebody. So I'm going to guard my what? And mouth, right? Now, so we're going to do those things on a uh, practical basis every single day. I guard my eyes. Got to guard my ears. Got to guard my mouth. So that's going to help me stay away from areas that has potential for infection, that has potential for hurt, that has potential for bruising. But I have to walk this out day on a daily basis because every day we have opportunity to put our eyes on something we shouldn't be putting on. Every day we have opportunity to hear something that's going to take away from our faith instead of adding to our faith. We, every day we have opportunity to say something that we wish we'd never said. So you have to do this every day. I know we've all, I, I, by show of hands, everybody in this room would raise their hand if you've ever said something that you knew the moment you said it, you should never say it. And when that thing comes out your mouth, it's a snowball. You try to catch it, you try to pull it back in, you're like, oh, I mean to see that, I mean to, I mean to say that, but that thing is off and running. Now they didn't hurt it, away they didn't hurt it, now they didn't gotten hurt, now they down, all just, just messed up. If you just back it on up, and had control what you said, you would eliminate some things. Amen? Glory to God. Go with me to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, please. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Okay? Now, so we walking these things out daily. Okay? 2 Corinthians 5. Let's look at this over here. The Spirit of God was, uh, as I was going over this, the Spirit of God was sharing some things with me. And he was sharing with me that we are not tapping into what's available to us like we, like we can. Like we can. See, the born-again experience was, just, was more or is more than just you saying yes to Jesus and then going to heaven. It's more than that. Locked inside of that is so many benefits and privileges that many of us are not tapping into on a daily basis. We begin to live our life that when we find ourselves in a place of need, then we go and tap into what's available. Instead of tapping into what's available, 
making it a daily lifestyle, and then which will help us prevent or will prevent us from getting into challenges and troubles. We don't, we don't do that. We run, we use it as a life, life vest versus an article of, of clothing. You with me? We just grab for it when, it when we're sinking. When we feel we're sinking, we'll grab for the benefits that Jesus has secured for us through salvation. Are y'all hearing me? Instead of literally walking in this every day so that we can live on top all the time. Because the Bible says you already have victory. It says you're more than a conqueror. It says you win. The Bible says you overcame them, as he said, overcame them with the blood of the lamb and the word of your what? Testimony. Overcame means you already on top. And so why are we living from the perspective of being under instead of living from the perspective of being on top? Got it? So if, I had, if, if that perspective changes, then I now have a whole new outlook on life, and I walk, live, talk, act a whole lot differently when I know I'm on the top instead of I'm trying to get on the top. You ever, you ever heard, uh, played the, the game King of the Mountain or King of the Hill? That you get somebody on top, and then people from the bottom try to get to the top and, and remove you from the king of the hill. But see, the person on top has a superior, uh, superior place. And depending upon uh, how stable it is, they come up, you just kick them in the top of the head. Boom. <laughs> now, this is a game. You, you, you got to do what you got to do. Come on. Y'all looking at me like, Dad, that's kind of violent. He should never try to get me off top. <laughs> just leave me alone. Now, I'm saying, man, just be fighting, wrestling, tussling. Tear your clothes up because they're pulling on your legs. You just slap them, do whatever. I am not leaving off the top of this hill. See, we have more passion and more zeal and more drive for a game than we do life. And God has placed us on top. He says that you've been raised with him. You've been raised with Jesus to be seated together with him in heavenly places. We're already seated in heavenly places, but we're walking like, we're living like we're in the mud. And we got more passion to stay on top of a daggone hill than we are trying to stay on top of life. No, when you're on top as, a, as, a devil, as God has put you and the devil's trying to get you off, you got to kick him in the head. Boom. The Bible said his seed will bruise the head of the devil, of the devil. Boom, I'm kicking in your head. You, I am not getting off the top. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because he's under my feet. If I'm above everything, then the devil is under my feet. That's where he should stay. He shouldn't come eye level to me. I'm going to kick you right on top of your head. Bam. And I'm going to do that with the word of God. Talk to me. We got to get some fire, man. We got to get some fire back. The kingdom suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. You better get back, devil, bless God. Sitting there back talking about, here I am, here I am, here I am. Sound all weak and pitiful. Pastor that confessive word. Thanks be unto God. Gives me the victory. <laughs> Thanks be unto God who gives me the victory through Christ Jesus. And it's not about volume. It's not about volume. It's about the confidence that you put behind it. Let somebody, try to, let somebody try to withhold your paycheck next week. We'll see how much confidence you had. And if you worked your, if you worked your 80s, let them say, let them come pay they and say, I don't have nothing. What? What? Look, I don't care. You better wake up the owner. You better wake up the manager. You better call everybody here. Y'all better give me my check. I ain't going nowhere. And then yourself going to have the nerve to sit down in the man's office. 
I ain't going nowhere until I get my money. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. You saving all. You might be Shama Shama. You be Shama Shama right in his office. I ain't going nowhere. And then you're going to have the nerve. I'm going to call security to get you out. Call security. I don't care. Call security. <laughs> well, what am I saying? What am I saying? You act that way because of the confidence that you have. You worked a certain amount of hours, and you know you owed a certain amount of pay. And as a born-again child of God, you are owed a certain style of life. And that life was granted to you when you got born again. When you gave your life to Jesus, your life went from the back to the to the front, from the bottom to the top, the head and not the tail, the above and not the beneath. You are owed a good life. And boy, the quicker you realize that, the quicker you'll get some confidence that if I have life any less than what I'm owed, bless God, somebody going to give me my promises. Somebody going to give me my stuff. Man, I ain't leaving here until I get mine. But we run around and we just use it as a safety valve. Instead of walking in this thing every day, I get up every day. I, 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 the day is going to be good because I say it's going to be good. I'm going to be blessed today because I say I'm going to be blessed. I ain't not waiting on the conditions of men. The word of God says this. And because the word of God says this, that's what I expect. Are y'all hearing me today? I say, are y'all hearing me today? Man, tell your neighbor, say, get some gumption, man. Get some gumption. It's a southern word, but y'all know what I'm saying. I say 2 Corinthians. No, seriously, man, we got to get some backbone. We got to get some confidence. We got to get some boldness. Stop laying up, curling up, quitting in the fetal, can, a fetal position, crying about some things that's already been taken care of. You're already healed. You're already blessed. You already have the peace. You already have joy. All that are, is yours. What you crying about? And if you are crying, crying cry while you're declaring the word of God. Tears running down your face. I am the healed of the Lord. All my needs are met according to his riches in Christ, glory, in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Tears running. I mean, you just used up a box of tillinus. That's just nose all messing everything. But I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Boy, it's taking us a while to get 2 Corinthians 5. Come on here. Look at verse 17. Verse number 17. Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, everybody shout in Christ. In Christ. Where? In Christ. Where? In Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become what? New. Now, we understand this is a, a spiritual transaction here, right? Because, you know, uh, song goes, I looked at my hands and they looked new, looked at my feet, and they did too. But we understand that they didn't change. You had rough hands before you met Jesus, you got rough hands after you met Jesus. You just need to put some lotion on. <laughs> Being in Christ is not going to change that. Lotion. Some good stuff. Not the watered down stuff. Some good stuff. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new, cre a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, we understand that's a spiritual condition, right? 
But with that spiritual condition and with that spiritual transaction came everything that we needed for a victorious life. So we went from a life of darkness to a life that we can, uh, a life called Zoe life, the God kind of life. So if, we, if he wants us to live the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life, he had to have given us all the equipment to get to have this kind of life. God never calls us to do anything that he does not first equip us to do. And so if he wants us to have the Zoe life, then we have the equipment for the Zoe kind of life. But we have to recognize that and then walk in it as if we are already, or if we are, as if we already have it. Can you understand that? Okay, now go to Romans 8. Let's walk through some things here. Romans 8. I got a couple of more minutes and then we'll, then we'll wrap this thing up. Praise God. Anybody, anybody all right? Shout, I'm more than a conqueror. In, in Christ Jesus. Shout, I'm on top. Never on the bottom. Shout, I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm prosperous. I'm wealthy. Amen. Yeah, you're the king of the hill. Bible says he's the king of kings. Guess who the kings are? We are with the little K. He's the big K with king with the big K. We're kings with the little K. We're the king of the hill. We're king of our hill. Right? I say right. Look at this. Romans 8, 1. Now, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in who? who? Okay, so when we became born again, we went or we were in or we were translated into what? Christ, right? We saw in 2 Corinthians 5 that if any man be in Christ. So now the Bible is saying there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation to you that are in Christ. So if there are some things in your past that the enemy wants to condemn you of, there is no condemnation. Because what? I'm in Christ. Not of my own, but because I'm in him, I, it's been removed all condemnation. So I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be uh, guilty. I don't have to be condemned because I'm in Christ. Now those is comma, who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? Spirit. So even though I'm in Christ, there's a way I should what? Walk. And if I walk that way, I can remain out of condemnation. But if I choose to walk the wrong way, then that opens the door to what? Condemnation. Got it? Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Shout with me. I'm free. Come on, say it like it means I'm free. I'm free. Has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? Spirit. For they who are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, they who are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be, to be carnally minded is what? Death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so it's looking at two roads here. A road of walking in, in uh, flesh, a road in walking in the what? 
spirit. But the same person is in Christ. So the word is saying that a person in Christ can still walk the way of the flesh. But a person in Christ can walk the way of the spirit. And so the Bible says when I walk the way of the spirit, I remove myself from condemnation. I remove myself from sin and death. I remove myself from evil. I remove myself from all that is not good when I walk in the what? Spirit. Because I'm what? In Christ. Now, how do I walk in the spirit? I walk, do I walk in smoke? That the glory of God is all around me? No, absolutely not. I walk in the spirit by walking in the word. So now, whenever I choose not to walk in the word, I have to admit I'm now walking in the flesh. But because I'm in Christ, I can walk in the word. And then when I walk in the word, I protect myself from all these things that cause hurt and damage in my life. If you follow the word, if you walk in the word, and the Bible says the steps of a good man are older than the Lord, where do you think you're going to end up? In good places. Come on, talk to me. But I'm going to have to make sure that I understand I'm what? In Christ. In Christ. Now, anybody here ever camped outside, thought about camping outside, looked at a movie when there's camping outside? Because some of y'all ain't going outside. If you didn't have to go outside to get in your car, you wouldn't go outside. Come on, talk to me. I was telling, real quick, I was telling first, I said, we ought to buy a tent. And we should just go out back and just sleep outside with the boys. She said, I'll go out there. But when it's time to go to bed, I'm coming in the house. Why am I going to sleep out in my backyard on the ground when I got a nice bed in my house? I kind of thought about it. I was like, it makes pretty, pretty good sense. But anyway, a tent, tent uh, uh, protects you from the elements, right? You put it out in, you know, those of you who would camp, you put it out in the woods. And so when you're in the tent, you zip yourself up into the tent. And the purpose is to keep you from harm's way. Because you just want to sleep out under the stars with the tent open because you don't know, you know, what kind of animals might come up in there with you. So you just zip it up, right? Close it off from the environment. Close it off from the elements. And so that's what happens when you get in Christ. When you get in Christ, it's as if you're backing yourself in a tent. A tent surrounded by the goodness of God. Surrounded by the favor of God. Surrounded by the healing of the Lord. Surrounded by the peace of God. And what do you do? You zip yourself up from the elements. Call glory to God. And now, even though the enemy comes around to spoil you, he can't get in because you're caught up wrapped up in Jesus. Come on now. Are y'all hearing this? And so now you're protected from the elements because you're decided to walk in the spirit or walk in the word. So people of God, we got we to gotta, we gotta exalt this word and decide to walk in it every single day so that we can keep our hearts pure and guarded against damage, challenge, and bruising. Are y'all hearing me? So that our hearts can be free from offense, free from unforgiveness, free from strife, free from malice. And guess what? When our hearts is free, is free, then we, have, we can increase like God wants us to increase. Shout increase today. Come on, shout increase. So we're going to have to walk this thing out. Guarding our eyes, our ears, our mouth, and deciding to what? Walk in the Word. 
You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. And now for your convenience, you can make your contributions online. Join us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.